0: Welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach, and Yin and Nidra Yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. Hi and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King. In today's solo episode I'll be sharing six tips for you and your family to help reduce your mental load. They're tips that I use in my life and you might find one or two that resonate with you. So if you're wanting to create more time, feel less overwhelmed with everything you do, then this episode is for you today's episode, I am sharing six tips that will help you to reduce your mental load. These are things that I do in my life or I share with clients that I work with around developing organisational strategies in their home. So I hope by sharing these that you could then find one that resonates with you so that you feel less overwhelmed and be able to do the things that you really want to do in your life rather than feeling overwhelmed with everything else. So clutter, we'll start with household clutter. It causes a lot of stress, anxiety, and and fatigue. And there's so many studies that have shown that it increases cortisol in people with more Clutter. So cortisol is our stress hormone, and if we have too much of it, it causes other health health issues. So by actually reducing the clutter, developing some organizational systems, it actually will help to reduce the clutter in our mind as well as in our home. So once it's out the clutter is out of sight, it can sort of stay out of our mind. So let's start with these six tips. My number one tip is keeping only what you need. So by having fewer things in your home, you are able to then enjoy the things that you do have in your home. I'm sure there's a cupboard in your home that has got a lot of things just piled on top of each other. And if I asked you to find one thing, maybe it's something to do with sewing. Like, yeah, sure, it's in that cupboard. But you'd have to pull everything out to get to it. And then if I asked you some questions around why you have the laminator, why you have this, why you have that, you could then say, answer those questions about why it's possibly there. It might be that you're holding on to it because you may need it in the future. And what we want to do is look at the all of the things in our home maybe we don't need it all all there right now. Some of it could be um, maybe placed out in a shed, or it may be able to move out of your home because it's around that fear, fear of one day I might need that. And I suppose it's looking at what's more important, having a little bit more space in your home and that whole feeling less stressed or is it that we can go out and actually get it or maybe borrow it from somebody else. So my tip for decluttering is well, obviously, if it's too much, is getting a professional organizer in like myself who can help you. But my other thing, if you'd like to do it yourself, is to start small. So deciding on a drawer within your home, something that doesn't have emotional connection. So I wouldn't start with my clothes or your toys or your kids' clothes, possibly. It might be something like cutlery or your bathroom um, drawers that you maybe don't have as much emotional connection to. A app that I really love using and recommending to other people is Toss. So this app is, it, it gives you a reminder every day of a particular area that you can go and declutter. So old, today's was um, around my socks, it's suggested to go and and declutter my sock drawer, throw out any old socks. Um, pair up socks and socks that maybe I haven't worn for a year, maybe move them on. One thing to also remember though is around recycling and donating our items that we do, um, want to move and declutter from our home. Some of the, obviously there's op shops that will take our donations. And another great place that I use with clients is a dog's or a pets um, rehoming place um, in our area. It's called Gauze. And I will take our dooners, spare dunas, towels, sheets, not um, elastic sh- sheets. They just take the top sheet. But these are great things that you can take and they will rehome those items. There's also places that will take your clothing back to also recycle those as well. So I know for our socks last year, we bagged them all up in a bag and sent it back and I will share in the show notes the actual business name. I can't think of it right now. It's a sock and underwear company based here in Australia. Number two, planning is ongoing. So finding time every week to organise and plan, even it's just that time when you're going to add things to your weekly routine. Um, So I do mine on a Sunday just because it's the end of the week and start of the new week. So we have two things. We have a a command centre because my children are still at primary school and they're very visual. They can see this. It's on the side of our fridge. It takes up a whole sort of wall area and it has broken up each person's name and each day of the week. Uh, this works really well because everybody then is on the same page at the beginning of the week. My children can also see where my husband is not going to be working from home, but is in the office and for myself as well. The other planning that I do is placing it on a, in a family shared app. I love Life Sorted, so if you want to know more about Life Sorted, go back to episode four where I interviewed Joe, the app designer. The other one is I still like a physical diary. So I have a physical diary that I write down my work for myself. It's like finding whatever's going to work for you, whether it's digital or whether it's paper and making sure that everybody is on the, on the same page. Number three is writing things down if we just leave it for our brain to remember everything, we are going to get reminders at any time throughout the day or night. So David Allen is where I heard all about the brain and how it—it it is really important to write things down. He has a book called Getting Things Done. So if we are continually trying to remember everything in our brain, it's not designed for that. It's designed for thinking and being creative. You will be reminded of something, maybe at two o'clock in the morning, maybe at four o'clock in the morning, and it's disrupting your sleep. So it might be, oh, don't forget to text that friend back at two o'clock in the morning. We don't need to remember that. But if we had written that down or just done it straight away, if it's less than a two minute job, then our brain is not going to have to continually remind us of those things. I like to write lists with context, This is one of the things that David Allen shares. Context means it's giving a verb. So the action is a verb. So in my diary, I have it broken up with call, email, errands and, and things around the home. So jobs that you might need to do. Using, you might have five, you might only have three, but look at what it is, the action that you need to do, and then just creating your to-do list with that. Another great idea is to have a notebook beside your bed that if you do wake up at a ridiculous time in the morning, you can write that down. It will then take that pressure off your brain having to remind you again. It's like happy that you've now written it down somewhere. It won't need to remind you. Number four is routines and rituals. So routines are a series of steps to get something done. For example, getting the kids out in the morning to school on time, maybe it's um getting your exercise in the morning. A ritual is a series of steps, but the outcome is more about the feeling. So a great example is rituals are things that we do around Christmas time. So you might have uh, before putting up the Christmas tree, it might be going and getting the Christmas tree together, coming home, maybe you make gingerbread, maybe you play Christmas music and you all put it up together or someone puts the lights on and you have designated jobs. But that is like a ritual. It's not a set time that you're doing it. It's around Christmas time, but it might change from year to year. Another ritual might be around your bedtime. So it's steps that you'll do, but it's not necessarily at the same time every day um, like a routine. So for myself, a routine that I have is around my exercise. I exercise three mornings a week, at the gym, and I leave at the same time. My clothes are set up. I do the same thing grab my drink bottle, jump in the car, and drive. On the other two mornings, I walk the dog and I get up at the same time again. And my dog even knows the routine. She won't even move on the other three days, but on those two days, as soon as I get up, And I wear my sneakers all five days. So it's not about the sneakers. She just knows that that day is her walk day and um, she'll be rushing up to the front door to wait while I get ready. So try and think about areas of your week where you could develop uh, some routines or rituals, maybe around chores, maybe it's around errands that you do, around your fitness, or maybe around socialization, or of course, around your children. Number five is everything has a home. So it's so easy to get lost if you don't have a home. Everything in your home needs to have its own small space and we just call it a home as well for the for that item. I'm going to just give you a share, a fork, the fork example. I heard it a really long time ago when I started organising and I think it works really well. I share it with clients all the time. Imagine if I gave you a fork right now you went into your kitchen, you would know exactly where to put that fork. Even your children would be able to go and put that fork back where it belongs. So we want that to happen for every item in our home. I have clients I work with all the time where I might find batteries in several places in their home and I'll be like, okay, so where is our home for our batteries there's no set home. So we create a place where the batteries are going to go and everybody in the house is going to know where the batteries are to go and get them, but put them there when they've bought them from shopping. So it's creating homes for everything. It helps us to save us time, but definitely the mental load. You're not trying to think, where do I have to go and put this and creating more clutter because it's just put in a random spot, a random drawer or cupboard. It's, I know where it goes. You put it straight back there and you then know where to go to get it when you, when you're needing that particular item. It also helps with the, with kids in your home, being able to give them responsibility because they're able to go and find that item and maybe do something really independently by themselves. Number six is share the load. So practicing delegating tasks from your to-do list to others in your family will help to create responsibilities for everyone in the family. I know for our family, in January, my kids choose a new job to add to their list of chores that they do to help out in the house. I have a list of jobs or I quite easily can come up with a list of jobs and I let them choose the one that they'd like to do. Uh, even for my husband and I, we sort of have areas in management of our house that we prefer to do or play to our strengths. So I'm the one who would do all the calendar things and make sure that all the appointments, especially for the kids and myself, are in there and he knows where we're going and what time and everything that he needs to do. Whereas he will look after all the finances in our home. That is definitely not my area of expertise and I'll leave that to him to do It's looking at the things that you have strengths around, but sharing it out. I know when I was first, you know, became a mother, entered motherhood, I was doing way too much. And then when I started to share the load with my husband, and then now as my kids have got older throughout them... Um, it's definitely helped reduce my mental load. I was doing it to have that sense of value, value myself. Whereas now that I've worked on that, I can actually share some of the other things on my to-do list to make things just a little bit easier in my life and also give everyone else that ownership of our house as well. So I hope by me sharing tips around mental load and reducing your mental load that you'll be able to feel less overwhelmed and have more time. I'll just quickly go through them, the six just um to rehash before I finish up. So number 1 was keeping only what you need, so it's reducing the clutter that's in your home. Number 2 was planning is ongoing, so making sure that you organize and plan things at some stage through your week. Number 3 was write things down. So finding a way to collect all your thoughts, maybe it is using a list with context. Number four was routines and rituals. So looking at your things that you do regularly throughout your week and making them into a routine or a ritual for yourself. Number five, everything has a home remembering if you don't have a home, it's really hard to get lost. So we want everything to go back where it needs to go within your home. And number six was share the load. So delegating tasks to other people in your family. Maybe it's even not family, it's extended um, members of the community in your life. Maybe it's friends, especially if you're a single parent and you've got people close by, it's using those people in your life I would suggest only using choosing one that you'd like to start with or focus on for a bit. And then once you've got that under, under control, you might like to then add one other. So look at the one that resonates with you the most. For more tips to help you manage the juggle, grab my six-minute audio guide that you can listen to while walking, driving, or cleaning the house. It's these, but just a really short snippet. And you also receive a downloadable checklist that will also help you to implement these throughout your life. So thanks for listening to Simply Happy Conversations. Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy Conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, then I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review this helps others find it who are also looking for tips and organizational strategies to simplify their life and prioritize their health. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss future episodes. You can also connect with me over at simplyhappy.com.au.